Welcome to LMP Connect. My name is Anicia Santiago. And I'm Kate Fever. Today we will be talking about the refugee crisis and why the U.S. should let refugees come and stay. In this episode, our special guest is Ahmed Kila. He is a refugee from Aleppo, Syria. Another person joining us today is Ms. Ross. We will be asking her questions about her job working at Church World Service, her experience with refugees and refugees in general. My name is Valentina Ross. I am the resettlement program coordinator at Church World Service. So, um, like, who or like what inspires you to get involved with Church World Service and like work for them? Uh, yeah. Um, well, I'm an immigrant myself. Uh, I I am originally from Italy, and then uh, um, after. Uh, I graduated for, from university, I worked a few years in Italy, and then I moved to Peru, working for the United Nations. Um, I, I lived there for six years, and then I met my husband, I moved to the United States. For, so twice in my life I've been an immigrant in a country where I arrived, I didn't know the language very well, and I didn't know anybody. And so I, I know how difficult it is to become integrated in a new culture and a new um, uh, society, new system. So, um, so even though I didn't come as a refugee, I understand that uh, people who come to a new country have a lot of challenges that they have to tackle to become independent and fully functioning in society. So I, I always thought that I would... Uh, I understand those challenges, and I think that I can help. Um, what do you think about like the new president's law to like ban certain refugees from coming? Like it is very, very sad because uh, the um, the Trump administration is trying to put a halt to the arrival of all refugees from any country for four months. Um, the the reasoning behind this, at least the stated reasoning, is that. Uh, um, uh, the current administration wants to look into into uh, screening measures. Uh, we don't really be believe that national security reasons are the main concern there. And uh, uh, the reason I say this is that everybody want, wants to feel safe in their home. So we, everybody is concerned about security and screening people coming into the country. So we agree with that. However, Refugees are the most screened people that come to the, this country. There are many other ways to come to the country that do not entail so many screenings. Like, for instance, someone can come with a student visa or with a tourist visa, or with a work visa, and they don't go through so many screenings. Refugees already go through many, many steps of vetting before coming to the United States. So. Um, really, they, there has never been a, a, a terroristic attack by, um, by uh, refugees, at least during the last uh, 15 years. So that is not really a reason. <laughs> What's the most important lesson you learned while helping refugees? Um, what I've learned is that 
people are people no matter where they are come where, where they come from everybody has uh, a lot of good things to offer and uh, no matter where you're where you're from we are all very similar to each other we all want sim similar things we all want to feel safe and secure we all want an opportunity especially for our children to do better than us and i think that um having a daily contact with people from different different countries really help to see that and maybe to become a little more uh, compassionate yes yes um so uh refugees uh someone to qualify for the definition of refugee um, a refugee is someone who flees his or her country because there is uh, a war or violence or any other, for instance, an environmental calamity or something like that. But then they move into a second country, they are displaced, and then they cannot go back. The United Nations uh, define a refugee someone who can't go back due to fear of persecution. So they can they can't go back to their home because of that. Uh, so they feel that their lives would be in danger if they go back. Once they are in a second country and uh, it, is, uh, it becomes evident that they can't go back, then they request refugee status to the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees. And uh, if uh, they are accepted, if, the, if their claim is considered valid, and they become refugees, then the United Nations can refer a very, very small percentage of them to a third country for resettlement. So just less than 1% of total refugees are resettled in a third country. If the United Nations refers someone to the United States for resettlement, then there is a whole set of uh, uh, vetting and screening measures that are put in place. The uh, refugees have to go through interviews, to screening, like uh, um, their uh, retina is checked, they're, they're fingerprinted, there are a lot of background checks, there are medical exams that they go through, and finally, you know, after all these steps uh, take place, then they go through a cultural orientation uh, in the place where they're living before they are sent to the United States. Yeah, how long does that like really take? Oh, um, the screening process takes uh, about two years, yes. And many, many refugees live most of their lives in refugee camps before they are able to resettle. Where do most of the refugees you help come from? To the U.S., how does that like help the U.S. create like an international relationship with like, other countries? Um, this is an interesting question. Um, I think that you know, as I said before, uh, the refugees uh, refugees coming to the United States or being resettled in a third country are ve a very, very small uh, fraction of the total refugee population. So, uh, whereas we do this job for humanitarian reason, you know, the resettlement program re really doesn't solve the refugee crisis. However, the United States offering a home to new refugees really sends very strong message, a very strong signal uh, that we stand against the war and the violence that takes place in certain countries, and they, we are willing to do our part. So it's a very important message for the international community. And us taking the lead 
in uh, refugee resettlement sends a message to our allies that they, sh they should follow uh, with the same uh, with the same uh, policy, you know, and offer a home to refugees. Yeah. Are there any other benefits you see for the U.S. welcoming the refugees? Um, I think that uh, it the the world is globalized. We have relationship with many other countries, but sometimes we live in our own cocoon and we don't see people from other countries. So when refugees come here, they bring their diversity, they bring their cultures, and we learn from them. We learn that there are other ways to do things. And uh, uh, we learn that there are different foods, there are, there are different uh, ways of expressing your, who you are through art, for instance, through music, through dance. And uh, refugees are, as I said before, are very resilient and strong people. They bring a lot of skills to the United States. Some of them are very highly educated. And then, and still they are willing to work any job that is offered to them. So, so I think that the United States has a lot of, uh, um, of uh, gain from uh, opening their doors to people from other parts of the world. Um, how can like the U.S. help refugees? Uh, well, I think that we should, uh, um, we are doing a good job with the resettlement program. Um, we are helping people who come here uh, to become su successful new Americans. And uh, I think that we should reinforce that, not cut the program in half. So uh, the United States have the capacity to welcome uh, more people. Um, as a matter of fact, this year, the original uh, um, admission ceiling for refugees coming to the United States was supposed to be 110,000 people. Cutting it in more than half to 50,000 is a very, very low ceiling. So we should try to be a little more generous than that. Um, I think that's all the questions we have for today. Thank yeah. you for coming. Thank you for inviting me. Good job. We think refugees should be able to come and stay because they are fleeing life situations. It would help the U.S. build international relationships, and the U.S. is based upon freedom. In 2016, 1,200,000 houses have been destroyed in Syria. People are being killed because of war. 81,500 people have been killed in Pakistan. And 2,764,500 people have fled Turkey. It helps the U.S. build international relationships with other countries because they have export connections with other countries and if they use their skills, it opens up new export markets to American products. It also earns the U.S. respect and admiration because if we help another country and we're in the same situation in the future, they might help us because we help them. The U.S. has built or give, been given symbols to represent freedom. Take the Statue of Liberty, for example. In 1886, the Statue of Liberty was given to America by France. The torch is a symbol of enlightenment. The Statue of Liberty's torch shows the path to freedom. The Liberty Bell represents the end of slavery throughout America. Also, the bald eagle, our, sta our state bird, was chosen in 1782 to represent the strength and freedom in America. And up next, we will be interviewing Ahmed Kilo. So, how has your experience of being a refugee affected who you are today? Uh, like, it's 
will be really hard to be refugees because you at first you all left your home and you became a refugees to travel to other country and then when we left our home it was really hard for us because we was out of school for three years and we destroyed our house in the war it was hard What were some of your experiences in like Syria or Turkey? Like when we went to Turkey and we was out of school for three years and my dad was working really hard to put us in school but it didn't work. Turkish people they don't like refugees in school. Yeah. Um, who had the most impact on like your journey to the US? My dad. My dad worked on it with church service in Turkey and they made a couple interviews with us like it took two years and after the last interview they said you're going to USA. Um, so you know how the US is trying to keep some of the refugees out, like what is your opinion on that? Actually it's not like when the US said uh, the more more refugees, not more refugees here in Lancaster, and more refugees from Syria. Is Syrian refugees ex here? Uh, it was really hard for us because when we came here, we start new life, and now we in school, and we thinking about us when we was where we was before and where we are now, and we thinking about our family and friends. How old were you when you left Syria? When I left Syria, I was 12 years old, 12, 13 years old. Um, what was or is the hardest thing to like adapt to here? First things to leave your home, and my all hold my family, said grandpa, my grandparents and aunt, uncle and cousins, and it's really hard to become a refugee at this time. Um, so what do you plan to do after you graduate high school? After I'm graduating from high school, I will go to college and graduate from the college to get a great job. Um, what do you plan to like major in college? I'm going to be a pilot. Um, what was your like first opinion about the United States when you first came? When we first came, we were scared and nervous a little bit because when we was in Turkey, the Turkish people talked about here in United States and they said like they are not good and you will completely, when you go there, you will say I'm returning back to Turkey. And when we came here and we say like it's completely different than they said and they are great people and helping refugees a lot, more than Turkey. Okay, um, that's, that's it. This is why we should let refugees come and stay in the U.S. They've had a rough and dangerous journey. Many organizations are helping refugees, like Church World Service, UNHCR, UNICEF, International Red Cross, and many more. Thanks for listening to the following podcast. Stay tuned for more episodes.